Forward Podcast, yeah. Yeah. A little drumming. Yeah. Very exciting. Getting ready for the hotter months. You know what's hot? A little bass guitar. A little funky. Are you having fun? I think so. Wasn't having fun after that loss last week, but that's okay with racing. You know what we're going to do? We want to multiply. (laughs) I've always said, if if you're not going to multiply, at least get plenty of practice in. (laughs) That's not a PG comment, but who cares? Yeah, man. Tough loss last week with racing, but they fought hard. The U.S. men's national team. Jeez. Crazy situation in El Salvador. Fought through it. You know what, though? And the summer's coming up. This is what we're going to do. We're feeling the heat. Loose City today, if you're listening to this. This is being released on a Saturday morning. We could use a win. Huh. Burning you up. What are you feeling? Yeah, some people do sweat. It's all about a... Uh, Hygiene. <laughs> uh, we can go on though. Both racing and Louisville City are going to continue to go on. We're fine. Till how hot till you try. Golly. I love Robert Palmer. What a great band. Power Station. One of those super groups. All right. I'm going to say goodbye now, Robert. Yeah, there you come. Wonderful band. Rest in peace, Robert. Anyway. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast. Podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville. That would be Racing Louisville and Louisville City FC, as well as the men's and women's national teams. Plenty of stuff about the men's team. Hopefully you have been enjoying listening to this podcast. It is podcast number 37. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon. Please like, subscribe, and share, share. I whispered that. <laughs> anyway, man, let's get into this show with five tings. That's right, folks. Who's ready for the fastest three minutes in NWSL slash USL slash men's women's national team's coverage? This is the only place in the universe you're going to get this. So you should feel really special. <laughs> Gosh, I'm an idiot. Number five. What a show. Man, if you haven't watched 1883 yet, please do. You're going to love it. It is so good. I love Westerns, right? The scenery, mostly the scenery and and all that stuff, but the actors were so good in this. I'm not mentioning names because I'm going to forget somebody. And that last episode is going to rip your heart out, but it was so beautiful and it was so amazing. Good for them. Please watch it if you're looking for that. Number four, what a fight. I'll tell you what, who's been more critical of this team? And I'm not critical of the U.S. men's national team just to be critical of different they deserve to be criticized sometimes. But in this match, no. Look, there are times you just got to get in a fight. And they were in a fight. There are going to be teams like El Salvador that have a lot to prove after getting knocked out of the World Cup qualifying thing. And they wanted to slug it out with us. Well, we slug it out back with them. And it was really, really happy to see that. Good for our guys. We'll talk about that with Joey. Number three. See, we do exist. Speaking of we, you know who I'm talking about? New Jersey. 
I want to thank FIFA for acknowledging us because Don Garber won't. Bastard. I mean, the, you know, the New Jersey Red Bulls of Harrison, New Jersey. But FIFA, you know, and they, they may play the final at MetLife, where I used to drive my bike to anyway. We'll talk about the show, too. Number two. Late losses are the toughest losses. Man, I'll tell you what, that game against Angel City, so hard to see the end of that. But they fought, and they were tough, and that's what you want to see. We're going to talk about the Washington game in the next show. But I mean, let's see what happens with that. Let's keep going. It's so good. And then number one, welcome back, Louisville City. Going to be playing tonight, if you're listening to this on Saturday, which is released. Going to be beautiful weather, apparently about 80 degrees and sunshine. We'll be there beating on drums and hanging out and having fun. Hopefully you are. And hopefully this team starts a new run. Not so much about wins but about character and the, and, the, and, and the quality of how this team can play. And that's really what we're looking for. But even then, we're just here to have a good time, right? I'm here to have a good time. That's why I'm doing the show. Are you having a good time? I'm having a good time. Are you? Yes, I am. I'm arguing with myself. <laughs> that's alright. We're going to do well. Fine. We'll do great. We're going to do wonderful. I'm working on the accents in the background. I don't know if you noticed that. So anyway, there you go. There's our five things. Hope you had a good time. You know what? If you didn't, just kick your feet back up. Take a break. And then listen to it again because it really is good. And I'm pretty awesome. (laughs) Anyway, five things. There you go, baby. Good stuff. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. There it is. Five things. All right. Let's do this with Joey Cecil. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back the person that may be the greatest analytical voice in the history of USL, Joey Cecil. Joey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, sir. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just fresh off, fresh off my mall walk training session. Nice. I'm going for the pros. Dude. Uh, you know, just, just trying to get that in every Friday and Friday night after work. Mm. So, oh, I, I got a lot of walking to do. Oh, my gosh. Hey, better than the gym. Air conditioned. There are sales on stuff I can't fit in yet. <laughs> right. You know, get the people watch. It's beautiful. Yeah, man. Hey, well, you know what? You gotta, it, every every journey starts with a step. Uh, <laughs> I just cliched uh, the shit out of everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, Joe, cliches yeah. were two games ago. I know. That was two games ago. That was two That's games two ago. games ago. Right. Speaking of games, yes, uh, you know, our only local game uh, last week was racing. Yes, it was. Uh, racing W, though, came back from a 2-0 deficit to score three unanswered, defeat Midwest United, mm. and... Friday night being the night we record, 7 p.m., they take on Indy, right. 11 in Indy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 1-2 in that division. Right. And, uh, you know, hopefully they carry on what it seems to be a, a pretty strong winning streak. These academies are doing great, both of them. They, they yeah. really oh, are. Yeah. They're doing very well in tournaments. And to see a USL academy doing this well, it's great to see, man. Great to see. Correct. And then we get to the Racing Louisville game against Angel City. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh, pregame, yeah, uh, I'll, I got to give a shout out. Very cool of Angel City to replace a couple beers that their players destroyed <laughs> yes, during the pregame warmup. That was pretty funny. <laughs> though, 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 they, they didn't bring me the Miller Light that that I had. They, right. they, they they did bring a couple beers though. That was very cool of their, I guess, staff. Right. Right. Um, I don't know what to call them, uh, but right. that was very nice touch. First time ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, drum. We, you know, the drum line welcomed the players to the field. The drum line, the whole game. They nice were touch. phenomenal. They were they, very they, cool. They did a great job, dude. That brought me back to what I used to do. If anybody's listened to this, that doesn't know. I mean, they probably do, but yeah, I did the marching drum thing and indoor drum thing and competitive percussion stuff for like thirty-five years, and that brought back some memories. <laughs> they were. <laughs> they, they did were a great hot. job. They did. I'm hoping. And, I'm hoping some of those kids show up and do some groove machine stuff with the USL. Speaking. Phenomenal. Speaking of hot. 
Mm-hmm. That young man who sang that national anthem killed Pro- it. Prodigy level. Prodigy yeah. level. That wasn't just Made great. completely up for the last week. Oh, absolutely oh, he, amazing. He killed it. Oh, best I've ever oh. heard in that stadium There's by even far. a great. There's a great shot of Jess mm-hmm. reacting to him. Right, right, right. He was so good. D. Corey, D. Corey Johnson, I think. Yeah. Uh, great, great anthem rendition. Great job. Right, and that's the kind of stuff we need, man. We that's like Joey. I'm going to jump into this for two seconds. I hopefully yes. you know people understand this. Um, I know that there's some banter and some conversation about whether we should do the national anthem at games or not, and I respect all the sides of this. I really do. It's just that when you see a young man like that do that in 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 that arena, that's one of the reasons why I think it's amazing. You give sure. people a chance, to, and I, I hear the, the arguments against it. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. Everybody has their right to feel how they want to feel, but I really think that that's the reason it's great to see people do that. Because for me, you take 90 seconds to honor people that died for the right for people to do that, <laughs> and people to and people to uh, you know to, to challenge this. And I'm, I'm all for it, and it's just that's just me. I'm, I'm having sung it 36 times now. You know, it's. And he was sure. amazing. He was amazing. That's like I said. Yes, prod- he was. Prodigy level stuff. Yes, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. We get to our, our first lineup post CC Kaiser, and it seemed to just be Jess McDonald by herself in the attack. Yeah, just, um, again. But you know, we came out strong. We just couldn't mm-hmm. find that final ball. Right. You know, we came out hot. I don't know if it was it was the national anthem or not. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and then we we, we finally got that 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 lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonner had a back heel finish. Yeah, that was Off a free kick. That That's the best thing she's done since she's been with. I'm not saying that she's been poor. I'm just saying that was like the that was the most impactful second I've yeah. seen her. Have. You know, but great. then, but then you know, mm. as as with this season, we get the highs mm. and we got the low of Kristen Press essentially walking it in, right? Uh, which was such an undeserved goal yeah. um, against pace of play. Mm-hmm. But you just kind of felt like again, like the air just kind of went out of the stadium. Right. Right. You know, and you kind of knew with everything that had been going on too. You know, not I don't want to foreshadow, but you know, two people scores Christian Press and McCaskill. You just knew it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it had to be. It had to be. But speaking of things that didn't have to be, at halftime, Angel City had their warm up rained out. That was so. Sprinklers <laughs> come on. And I was just like, oh, that wow. That's the funniest out of, shit. Out of all the times in this stadium, that's the first we've had a second, uh, you know, a, a halftime warm up just rained on but dude apparently you know, sprinklers apparently they were warned they were warned from what I, i've read hey. from a couple different people online that 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 are savvy they were warned the speakers are coming on you guys got to get off so it is 90 degrees that field needs that field's going to get treatment <laughs> absolutely wow and then i guess i don't know if that was if that was just foreshadowing of things to come mm-hmm. mccaskill scored essentially right out of halftime right um uh, and you're just like oh of course <laughs> You know, yeah, you already—you just knew. You, know. you just knew that if, we, that if somebody was going to score, it was going to be one or the other. It ended up being both. Yeah. yeah. You know? and then, but then you know, well, there was, there was we were given hope again when Savannah Demello mm. earned a penalty, yep. which oh, such a great Nadia finished it after the keeper, and she gave it to her <laughs> after that penalty. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, <laughs> I loved how the keeper was was doing, trying to do the mind games of point, and I know Pointing. you're going this way. I know right. you're going this, way. and then what does Nadia do? Goes right. that way. Dude, I was and she doesn't dive that way, and then just in her jumping fist pump celebration right next to her. <laughs> oh, you know it's that keeper that Joe still can't pronounce. Right, 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 right. The, the, <laughs> but the thing is, is that I was, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna instigate it, 
then you deserve what you got coming. Back it up. Exactly. Why, why, why do you know which way she's going, apparently, and then not and follow, not follow your own instructions? Going. Don't <laughs> so tempt true, her. So true. Don't tempt her. Oh, my gosh. So funny. And then, and then you know, some just right after that, I don't know how we almost scored an own goal. Lund kicked it right at another player and then somehow <sighs> saved it. I don't know, man. Yeah, that was, that was oh, and man. and just it was just so painful because this the team came alive. They were pushing, yes, they and were pushing, but just couldn't get that lead. Right. And then, then came the heartbreak of the stoppage time penalty call. Yep. Which Savannah had to take and finish. Yep. And I'm just gonna say, I, I rarely say this in terms of racing. This was a painful, undeserved loss. Yeah, and this is it's so different than the week before. You know, we walked away from the North Carolina game just being like, what in the absolute crap was that? As yeah. opposed to this. Yep. Look, Angel City's a good team. You you, you know, and... Uh, well, they, they should be with everything they were given. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, too. <clears throat> sure, but. sure. But that was, um, you know, b- before you get into that, it's just they were, you know, they slugged it out. And and these things are going to happen against... when you When you play against teams with higher levels of talent... And we, you know, we said this about the Nashville game with Lou City. When you slug it out and, you know, something bad happens and you end up losing, you just got to kind of deal with it in a way. I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's where I'm at with that game. I, I was not disappointed mm-hmm. in the effort. I mean, there's dif- disappointing stretches of play. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Sure. You know, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I certainly a completely different feeling walking away from that one than the week before. Sure, of course, you know, but you're still left. You're still left wanting a little bit. Like this, this team's a good center back away. Yeah, yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. on that back line, right? And by back line, I mean the center backs. Mm-hmm. Just somebody. You know, we saw kind of a heart and resolve tonight. We saw the the creativity. Now I need to see backbone. I need to see discipline. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, speaking of of you know things that went on during the match. Kristen Press went off injured during the game, yeah. ultimately revealed to be a torn ACL. And Joe, I know you took issue with some social media posts. Dude, I just, I, I look, I get the anger over everything that went down before all of this, okay? <clears throat> we love our teams. We want our teams to do well. We don't like when there's crazy things going on. You know, some of us have a problem with other people who support Christian Press and the word Stan, which has been used more than I've ever seen talking about Christian press supporters than I've ever seen that word used online before. <laughs> but here's the thing. Don't make jokes. Don't make jokes. This this kid has busted her back for the United States team. She has done a lot of good work. And her career is has taken a serious sidetrack here. It, don't don't make it funny. You know, don't there's no room for for snark. There's no room for Oh, you know, a lucidity legend injured. You know, we wish her the best. Yeah. How about don't do that? How about shut up? You know, I'm sorry. If some of you all listening to this and you did that, I'm not saying you're bad for doing it. I've done things that I'm, you know, I'm uncomfortable with too, but please don't take it there. That, that dude, that, that really, that really upset me. I got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. They're just players. It's not like they walked in your house and kicked your puppy, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they play for a soccer team. And even with press, it wasn't like she was like, the people in Louisville are shit, and I hate them, and they yeah. suck. She had career aspir- you know, aspirations, and, and she wanted to execute them. Oh, well, that's the yeah. way it goes. And the last thing I'll say about this is I remember being a New York Giants fan when Eli Manning told the San Diego Chargers, who drafted him first, no, nah, I'm not playing for you. 
Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to play for you. Don't hate him. He's got aspirations. That are, it's not that he hated San Diego. He wanted to go to New York. There's a yeah. difference here, and that's the same thing sure. with press. At no point did I see anybody, Christian press, saying Louisville's a bag of shit and I don't want to be there. I never saw that. Yeah. So well, I was well, very well, uncomfortable. Also, also on that same note, mm-hmm. some of our fans were also saying uh, our fan base is terrible because apparently we were booing when she was down and things that. like that. And Joey, I did not hear I didn't a hear single one word person. of that either. Right. I didn't hear, to be right. fair, and on the other side of it, I didn't hear one person say anything. Right. Like, all of us were like, I hope she's okay. Yeah, right. By us. So that so, was, yeah. That, 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 you so, know. so so let's let's transition from your point of anger in the match to my point of anger. Do it. Which was the free Tobin bullshit. Yeah. Those signs and banners. That was not you know? cool. Um, and I'm going to address this right now. Do it. I don't care if this pisses you off. Mm-hmm. The fact that some of our fans were angry that the opposing supporters were told to take their 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 signs and banners down. Uh, they were unauthorized. Right. There's rules. They didn't get approval. Exactly. You tell me one single sports team that will allow unauthorized signs and banners in their facility. Nobody. Nobody. So beyond that which blew my mind. Right. Just the the actual statement. Yeah, it was stupid. As if we're holding her hostage. Right, it was stupid. It was absolutely stupid. You know, she can she could have come played anytime. And the fact that it was the Angel City quote supporters. Right. You know, whether they actually came from LA or not. Well, well we met two of them. There was I think there were three or four of them that came to the to the tailgate. But right, right now I hear you. I hear you. You know. Right. And and this is a team that got set up with everything too. Hear that. You know, Angel City, right. and you want Tobin Heath as well now. Uh, you know, I, I just, I, it just, it just ticked me off. Also, it's a USL league rule right. that unauthorized signs and banners aren't allowed to be up. Right, it was a pathetic thing to do. It really you know? was. I, and and um, it was just, it was, it just hit my hot button as you saw at the no, game. I'm absolutely. like, absolutely, like dumb. what, what? This is a non-issue. If she wants to come play. Louisville City, I'm sure, has a roster spot. Joey, it's indicative of some of the things that I've seen with NWSL tweets and, and stuff like that, where they <sighs> they create issues that don't exist. Yeah. And it's like, free Tobit. Free her from what? What do you mean, yeah. free her? You know, the team, there's a, there a company that drafted her and said, you're going to work for us. First of all, Tobin Heath knows the rules. They all know the rules. If somebody... You know, in, in professional sports, the way we do it in the United States is somebody signs you to a contract or somebody says in the draft, you're our, I'm going to use the word property, and it is property. That's really what it comes down to because employees are property. They are part, <laughs> that's, you know, there's probably yeah. a better word yeah. for it, but that's the deal. And, and well, you've it's, been, it's opportunity. We have the opportunity to play you first. Right, right, right. We have the opportunity for your services Ex- first. Exactly. You you exposed yourself to a process that says a team can can... Uh, draft you. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't want to be part of that process, then don't be. But you know, it, well, you know, you know. It, it, but it's you know a what? Long, it's a long deal. I'm not. There's some stuff At that the, goes on in all this Twitter thing that I just I'm not a fan of, dude. I'm really know? not. But you know what? At the same time, it's no longer our problem. Hear that? Get it over. Tobin has been freed yep. to the OL reign. Get it over. For the paltry sum of fifty thousand dollars in allocation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So when you when you think about that position, I mean, they drafted her what twelfth. No, I think Kristen and her were 15th and 16th. There you go. When you start talking about valuation of the 15th and 16th pick in a in the a expansion, in, in draft. expansion draft, yeah. c- considering the value of these teams and the amount of money, that 50 million, that's like 50 million. Forget 50 or 55, you know, 50,000. 
because who else is going to get fifty thousand dollars in picks for a sixteenth sixteenth uh, uh, expansion draft pick? Who's going to get that? You know, they I mean yeah. they, they made a lot well, of money on this. Consider well, you know. Speaking of who to free, free Ebony Salmon. Hear that, Jesus! Oh, dude, dude, you, I. You know, I, I heard from someone at the game that possibly he, Coach Kim, doesn't like that she doesn't defend as much. Well, Kim, neither has your back line. Hear that? Hear I that. don't see you sitting them down. I said this a couple uh, weeks ago. Most comprehensive attacking threat we had, and that includes Jess, because Jess is. I don't want to say she's playing out of position, but she can. If she she's is. In, no, yeah, she is right. She's in, if she's in support of somebody like Ebony, she's more effective. So yeah. I don't understand why Ebony Salmon's not getting playing time. I wish somebody would. A, a, I wish somebody would expand on this and let us know what's going on. We it won't happen. You know. Well, speaking of defending, we've now given up six goals in two games. Yeah. You know something's got to change, but the reinforcements have been shipped out. Mm. So I don't know what there is to change, dude. Um. So Joe, my question for you is this: mm -hmm. cliches and song titles haven't worked. <laughs> what's next? Um. And and how haven't we been shot? I think uh, synonyms and alliteration. I think we should get into a little grammar. At Ooh, the next game. <laughs> wow. Wow. It'll make us think. Hey, Joe, j j just don't stop till you get enough. There you apparently. go. Man. That was fun. It was fun. You know? But so next up is Friday night, NDBSL defending champion Washington Spirit on the road. Starting about uh, a half hour from – we're recording this. It's yeah. right now 7 o'clock Friday, so they'll be starting in about a half hour. And then uh, some other r racing roster news. Mm -hmm. uh, Emily Fox called in for the CONCACAF championship roster for the right. U.S. women's team with mm -hmm. Hal as an alternate. And then Savannah DeMello and Emily Madro were called called into the U23s. Right, right. That's great. So, it's great for us. It seems like a lot so, of players. A lot of players yeah. across the league. I wonder, you know, it's not like um, in, in, say, like MLS where there's a select few players that are brought in from across the spectrum. It seems like NWSL. There's a lot of players being brought in mm -hmm. to, to respective squads I mean, all over the world. I mean, uh, uh, Alex, Alex Shidiak for us was called up to the Lady Matildas. Yep. You know, so good roster news there. Yeah. Joe, you got anything to add on racing besides you and me just getting our anger out there? <laughs> no, man, I just, it was okay. a different, it was a different, it was a different way of walking away from that. At least they're slugging it out. Like I said, the same deal with, New, with, with Lucidia Nashville. When you're slugging it out with somebody who's better and you get nicked like that at the end, that's hard to mm -hmm. say. It's hard to be disappointed with it. It really is. I mean, you're yeah. disappointed with the loss, but you're not You're not particularly too mad about it. That's how I see it. Sure, sure. Speaking of Lou City, we, mm -hmm. you know, they, they returned to action Saturday night at home against defending USL champion Orange County. 81-degree weather. Can't wait. Who is some, by the way, somehow one of the bottom in the West this mm -hmm. year. Unbelievable. Based on this, which, by the way, based on this season means we're in trouble. Yeah. Really? We have not played the Western Conference bottom dwellers that well. No, no not at all. Um, you know, just some just some notes about that game. You know, where is Morton on the track to returning? Yeah. Uh, they had that article last week that he was on the men from officially diagnosed well, concussion. There was a, there was an audio that or not a video. There's a video that's out there now where where Danny said he is not going to play. Okay, that's probably on the safe side. Right, and that's that's what I said. Definitely be like, safe for one week. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Lou City has officially lost the top spot in the East of Memphis. So, what kind of response can we see? We got a little lucky, though. I mean, they, they did. You know, they two games. They had two games at hand. They only got one point out of them, and one of yeah. them was against Hartford. Dude, I watched that game. They suck. Hartford mm -hmm. is awful. And the thing is, and they, have they, been. Yeah, and they, they couldn't. Have, <laughs> they couldn't have done more to give that game to Memphis if they didn't. If if they had walked off the pitch in the 80th minute. 
They couldn't yeah. have done more. They did everything. The last the last minute of play, there was a there was a there's a uh, there's a cross into the box, and their defender literally Joey literally passes it to one of the uh, Memphis players who's practically standing on the spot. <laughs> and That's so, USL. It's so bad. They were so yeah. bad. Well, well. Speak, one final note on the local teams. Both teams face their league's respective defending champions this weekend. Mm. I feel like that's got to be a first. Hmm. Yeah. You know, between a, between a city that has an NWSL and USL team. Right. I feel like that's got to be the first in the same weekend you get the draw right. of each league's defending champion. Mm. Yeah, Just feels I, like a first. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I've never thought so, about that. Yeah. So, Joe, anything else on Loose City or local before we transition into no, U.S. men's national team? Let's talk U.S. men's national team, man. I'm kind of excited about doing this. So, first game we got to cover is the Grenada game, and right. I got to 15 and 30 minutes in and wondering why we still hadn't scored. Yeah. yeah. Man, but the first thing I got on here was that Grenadian, Grenadian, however you say it, goalkeeper, he scared me. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of That quick... dude was aggressive in the box. Yes, he took he out was. two of our players and one of his own teammates. Yes, he was. You know, there's, there's protecting the keeper and allowing him to claim the ball. Mm. Then there's this guy no. going after every single ball in the box. Right, right. You know, I well, don't want penalties called, mm-hmm. but he's he's forcing the ref into bad situations. Well, even before we get into it, you know, let's talk about the talent level of that team. When I oh, went yeah. through, and we were, yeah. I, was, I remember we, I was sending you person after player. I was looking at yeah, their ninth each, division England. You know, there was two players, like, two players from sixth division England, one from fifth, and sixth division for everybody that's not listening. That's semi pro. Okay, you're not. That's not a professional team. These are semi pro players. They have jobs, and then they go play soccer a couple of days a week. You had um, a couple of USL players. Um, you had somebody from the Belgian third division, and then you had a couple of professionals from Grenada's top division. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go out in a lid and say Grenada's top division, maybe not one of the top 10, to 10 first divisions in the world. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So there sure. you go. Sure. You know? It was a mishmash. <laughs> and then we get to a half hour in, and the United States men's national team, which is going to the World Cup in five months. Mm-hmm. Has not scored. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Jesus Ferreira, who I think at that point was one for 60, yeah. finally scored after a nice move in the box. Man, was, that was a really a, nice move. That was a nice turn. You got to give him credit for it. Regardless of who he's I did, playing. No, I, yeah. do. No, I, I do, know you do. Man, I know you do. I know you do. What a disappointing first half overall. Yeah, that was very disappointing. One nothing. I, that was not um, a good first half at all. But, no. you know, I, apparently they decided to show up in the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, Fer- Ferreira scored the second on an areola through ball. Right. Um, the the Ferreira hat trick was my favorite goal on that sweet short corner. That was nice. Like, I, has that phrase ever been said? Sweet, sweet no. short or no. short corner. Because I hate short corners. Right. <laughs> that one somehow worked. Kick it was great. Ball. Kick it in the box and let him slug it out. That's how... hey, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ariola got the fourth off a of Luca De La Torre assist. A guy that we need uh, to and st- then for and need... then Ferreira got the fourth off an Aronson assist. De La Torre. So five nothing. How, how many you know, times is this guy? Sh- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Joey. No, you're good. But uh, Delatory is a guy that has continued to make people interested. He piques my curiosity. Ever since he yeah. got that, I guess it was about four games ago, roughly. No, it it was the Frozen game, I think. Right, 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 right. That's the yeah, it's a game in in Minnesota. There's something about this kid that you know. Yeah. It, there's one of those guys that's rising up out of nowhere. He's got an engine. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You know, he he pops up everywhere. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He doesn't have – he's one of those players I like because he doesn't have one definable thing. Right, right. You know? Right. He's just on your screen. Right. 
Al always. And that's that. Sometimes those are the guys you need. Guys like that. You need Corbin Bones on your team. Yeah. You know, you need that's guys. Good comparison. Yeah. You know, you need or guys. Or Corbin Bone. Or is Corbin Bone a Luca De La Torre? Right. Well, it could be one or the uh-huh. other. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a good point. But the you thing know? is, is that you need people just to do the dirty work. And you need people. Yeah. And when I even say dirty work, it's not like they're slugging it out. I mean, they're doing the work no. that help, makes other people play better. And that's. Yeah. Speaking of play, mm-hmm. did, did Matt Turner actually play? Can we prove that wasn't a scarecrow in a kit? <laughs> it, took, it took about 80 minutes. <laughs> I mean, you and I were joking. Like, and then yeah. all of a sudden we, we questioned if he was out there and he just appeared. A yeah, few right, times. right, 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 right. I was like, man. Yeah. But, um, you know, I also gonna, I'm going to give kudos to Granada for not getting ugly. Yeah, they didn't. That's, they that's really could have. That's correct. That's correct. They really could have. Especially the beating, um, the beating we laid on the first 25 minutes or so in the second half because that's what we need yeah. to do, Joey. Yeah, you know, and that's. Let me throw that out there before you go on. I mean, I mean, the the thing, what we saw the U.S. men's national team do in this first twenty five minutes of the second half is what I've been begging for against these bad teams. And that's not, you know, not to disparage Grenada, but I think they're ranked like one seventieth no. in the world. I mean, this is yeah, a team, not good. You know, this is UK versus some high school team. And oh, that's the note, that's the note I had. It. I didn't put too much stock into this overall. It's like a D one team versus a high school. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You and, know. And that's what you want to see. If they give you twenty five minutes of just beating the living crap out of them, and then they manage the game after that, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. But you know, that's that. You know, we've we've done more of the other, like the first half of that Grenada game. We've done more of that than we've yeah. done the second half. And that second half was like. Okay, that's what you want to see. Hopefully they can, and, you know, we'll talk about the, the, the El Salvador game. But So, uh, so other player notes, besides De La Torre, you mm-hmm. know, just being everywhere. Yeah. Kellen Acosta had some great line-breaking through balls. Yeah, man. I mean, he was pinging the ball everywhere. Absolutely. Um, and you want to talk about somehow on this U.S. team what's become our deepest, most competitive place is that central midfield. Yeah. I don't. I fear. I feel and fear for the person that gets left behind in that group. Right. And you know. And you're saying you added deepest and most competitive because you know that back line, the center backs. We're still talking a little bit about that, but we're not mm-hmm. as deep. No. But where you're talking about I mean, central, top to we, bottom on the field play. Yep. Good luck, Borhalter, figuring that out. Hear that? You know. Uh, other players like is Ferreira above the Mendoza line now on converting chances? <laughs> I laughed my ass off. I know he scored four. For those of you who don't know, the Mendoza line is a baseball reference. Yes, it is for hitting above two hundred. Because for four goals he scored, man, I also go back to the header he whiffed on early in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and from the previous two games, how many chances, chances he had? Yeah, that's right. I totally agree. You know, it's good to see him get on the on the scoring mark. And Maybe that'll open him up a bit more, but man, and that's what I for want. all the love he got. You got to be honest too. That guy has had so many chances. He should have scored four goals before this game. He has, and Joey, you're absolutely right about all that. But you know what? So for some of the people, and we've talked about this a thousand times before about playing playing against you know lower you know lower ranked teams and not giving your effort. You know what? He scored four goals in an international game. Let the guy enjoy it for five minutes. I mean, you know, the, the United States and I've been—we've been as critical. Both of us have been as critical as this team as anybody. But it's fair critical. At the same time, let the cat let him enjoy the night. He gets to go home someday and tell his grandkids, "I scored four games in the four goals in the USA game." You know. And then you're going to see me out his window going, who the hell is it against? <laughs> right. I, and, and, I, and I get that. I get that. But, no, I, I understand. But at, the, but at the same time, I'm going, you know, when we get to the World Cup, and if he is in that starting 11 as that striker, he won't be. I don't see the goal. I see that header he missed. That's got to be on frame at least. I understand. I and understand. if you're not doing that against Granada, right. 
Are you going to piss your pants when it's, you know, England back line right there? I hear you. No, I'm not. The, I totally do not disagree with any of that. You I, know, I, I, I don't think I I he's it. not going to be the guy. He's not. He's not going to be the guy. Well, it's, it remains to be seen. No one's grabbed the golden ring yet. Nah, I still think, you know, I still, I still, I'm still thinking Pepe may do it, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Barrel Hunter still has to announce that final roster, too. Who knows what tricks he has up his sleeve? Yep. God only knowing him, it could be Jossie Zardes, and I'm not going to watch any oh of those games. Oh, my God. Please don't even. But speaking of <laughs> games that were – speaking of games tough to watch and things tough to watch, the test against El Salvador, man. So lineup changes. Horvath got the start in goal. First, we've seen him this window, and Haji Wright got the start up front. Yep. Man, that field was a disaster, and the monsoon uh, didn't help. Unbelievable. The great equalizer. When you have a shit yeah. field, that is the Dude, I don't care how good or bad these times are. I apologize to Lynn Family Stadium for ever accusing it of having a bad field. Ooh. After looking at that game, I don't know I if was, we... as, as you know, I was concerned for our starters being Absolutely. out there. Like someone's going to catch a knee in that. Right. That whole region, oh. though. That whole region suffered yeah, some they went horrific. Through. The game the night yeah. before. I watched the Canada game before that. The night before, dude, they were passing the ball and it would stop. Yeah, <laughs> it would yeah. literally stop the the water. I mean, that's how you log these water these fields. What peak Concacaf? That was peak Burr Halter had a plan for if the field was quote unplayable. Right. That is peak Concacaf. Oh boy. By the oh way, kudos God. to him for not wearing a hoodie during that game. Yeah, right. His opposing coach had on a hat and a coat and a hoodie. And there's just Greg with a slicker on and no hat. Just. <laughs> I've been through this shit before. Dude, Whatever. Some of this rain. That <laughs> Whatever. Rain, that rain was ridiculous. That's why I'm. Yeah. You know. I'm. I'm. I mean. You know. To 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 put a package or put a bow on that. The the um the rain. When you have that much rain and it was for days. It wasn't just like that night. How good is the field going to hold up? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be oh, and they nice. Had concerts there too. Right. Right. Apparently they're following the Lynn Family Stadium scheduling guide. <laughs> you know. Um. But you know. El, El Salvador, they came out hot. Yes, they did. But you know who did too? Christian Pulisic. Dude. He was on it. He was, yeah, was amped up and ready to fucking go. I loved it. I loved it. But you know what? I I, I, I am sorry for Haji Wright and anyone trying to fight for their spot in that game. Mm. Yeah, it is like, the... like, yeah. Like, what 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 do you glean off that game? Yeah, how do you um, fairly evaluate him? I, I, you know, what I'm you saying can't. you can't. It's it's a shame. Um, I agree with you. I, I totally agree. You know, and we had so many set pieces early on that we just couldn't finish. Right. And then came the moment. El Salvador got the lead. Ethan Horvath was flat-footed, yeah. off shot, cross, wonder goal, whatever you want to call it. El Salvador had the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, that that was uncomfortable. I, you know, that was the Horvath's. You know, that was not a shining moment for him. That's the way. No, but at, at the same time, I'm going to give him a break because okay. the whole night, the ball coming off the turf right. had not been regular. Right, right, right. Not you yet. know, you not see yet. guys trying to cross yeah. it and the ball goes dead straight. It's totally fair. Totally fair. You know? Um, so I'm going to give him a slight break on that because I, I felt bad for him. Right. But I wasn't critical of him. Right. No, I hear you. No, I Does totally, that make sense? Absolutely. Totally. Uh, so at, at half, Burhalter pulls the trigger. Mm. Uh, Ferreira and McKinney come on. Yeah. And almost immediately, we got right back in the game. Mm. Jesus rounded the keeper, but El Salvador cleared it. Mm -hmm. Man, the menace all game was Eunice Musa. <laughs> that cat was everywhere. Yes, he was. Dude. And he made that great run early on in the second half that forced a kick save. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, everyone else is just like, man, it's wet and muddy, and he's just running by people yeah. as if they're standing still. Mm. Then we go Pete Concacaf again. <laughs> Paul Ariola straight red card yeah, that... on what might have been a yellow. Yeah, I thought it was yellow. I, you know, I'm trying to be objective as possible. I, th- I thought that was a yellow. I didn't see a red in that. I, I didn't. I, I, even the even the officiating commentator for whatever channel we were going through said that's mm-hmm. a yellow. Right. And you're like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. We just sat through a 10 p.m. start time and a monsoon <laughs> yeah. with this pitch <laughs> to yeah. lose one nothing on that. Right, right, right. But then the soccer gods gifted us a reprieve, mm-hmm. and its form was in the uh, the uh, Yunus Musa again. Yeah. Makes a great run, drag down, straight red. Yep. Game on. And that was that. And that was. There's no doubt that was a. Straight That's a red. straight red. Right. Right. That guy's one for two now. That center ref, Cesar Ramos, which is kind of disappointing, <laughs> scary. He's going to the World Cup. Yeah, he is. And was that? It was either him or the Grenadian game. Right. That center official is going to was is going to the World Cup. Right. And I really hope it's the Grenadian. No, game. no, it was this one. No, it's this one. This dude is. He's, uh, he's one for two. Yeah. Well, he's one for two. Right, right. And at that point, I'll give him credit. Well, Greg Burhalter went for the kill. He ends up being one for three, but we'll talk about that in a second. True. Go call. Hey, don't mm-hmm. jump ahead. Right. I'm sorry. I can't help. Greg Burhalter goes for the kill. <laughs> yeah. Brings on Jordan Morris and Luca. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're going, ooh. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, this, you know he's going, okay. I he wants this point. Right. At least this point. Right. And then the call you're talking about. Why is VAR not available in the group stage? I don't get it. No call on the handball in the box. Clearly off the guy's hand in an unnatural position. It wasn't even close. That was definitely definitely a penalty. And, you know, this only furthers CONCACAF's reputation. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and then only six minutes of stoppage time? I thought there was way more than that. Only six. I went... I know you're wet, and I know you yeah. want to get out of this weather, but right. six? That's what I was thinking, is that maybe there was some sort of consideration because of the weather slowing. Th- but that, even then, that's, 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 this, I'm, this I'm reaching. Any, I'm reaching when I say this that. This is totally not agree. a friendly, though. Right, right. This I is know. a game of consequence. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know? Yeah, exactly. and, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because Jordan Morris stabbed the El Salvadorians in the heart. Beautiful. The 90, 90th minute equalizer. Heck of an effort, too. You know, and good for that kid after all he's been through with his knee injuries and everything else. Absolutely. Also, fun fact apparently through the game, he is the leading all-time scorer in the CONCACAF Nations League. I had no idea. They mentioned that during the telecast. Okay. I think that was his fifth. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I love the quote from Eunice Musa after that game. Mm-hmm. We went to war. Yeah. Dude, that is exact. That's all I said. And, I, and, I, and, and that was my um, thought about the whole game. There are times... There have been plenty of times where we have been critical of this team because they go up against lesser talent, keep them in the match. If you just look at this from 30,000 feet, that's what you say. Oh, they, you know, how could they not dominate? Sometimes you have to take the elements and everything into account. They're on the road, on a crap night, the field's a mess. El Salvador, one thing we're not talking about is the fact that they didn't qualify, and they were pissed. And they mm-hmm. approached this game as the beginning of the next phase, and they were going to throw every punch they possibly could. And you, and Joey, yeah. watching our guys swing back and swing back some more is all you can ask for. These are games. Yeah. This or did we forget about Trinidad and Tobago four years ago? You know what I'm saying? Where that team, you know, as you said, didn't this, swing this, back. This was a night. Everything was against you, as you said. Shit field, exactly. Downpour. You're not able to play your game. Right. You're not was, even able to play much of a game. Right. And I was really you know? proud. I was very proud. And I really. This was. was a grind. You went out there and got a point. Right. Uh, this was a fight. Yeah. 
And, you know, we got some, I, I don't want to phrase it this way, but we got some European darlings out there who who said, you know what, I'm not Ex afraid to get in the exactly. slop. Exactly. That's what you're talking about, Pulisic and, and a couple of the other guys. And they McKinney. Like, McKinney, right, McKinney. McKinney, McKinney came on go. the field and got himself in the game. Well, that league that he plays into, that's that's the norm, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the norm. They just, you know? They're throwing knuckles all the time. So, it's, so mm -hmm. you know, I, I just, you know, it, it, it's... I maybe would have expected a little more, but what are you going to do in a monsoon in mud? Right. You know, and it just it, it was it was nice to see that point. They deserved at least that point. It's going to gain. There's that will pay dividends. That 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 match is going to pay dividends because there's just times you got to get with your comrades and and get bloody, and that's what they did. Mm -hmm. And 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 hopefully, like I said, I really think that that match is going to pay dividends. That's really all I had on it. Yeah. Agreed. You know, mm -hmm. um, I I think we got some more games. I think we have one more window before the World Cup. Right. Uh, be interesting to see who Greg calls in. Right. Uh, whether it's a dress rehearsal or one last, you know, fight for spots. I would think dress rehearsal. He's got to he's got to um, evaluate some of these fringe players. He has to. You know. You know. So so we we shall see whenever that comes up. Right. So. Joe, anything else to add before we, we, we no. skip on to our next segment? No, man, we're going to skip on. We, that's what we're going to do. Okay. We're, we're going to skip on. We're going to take a little break here, and Joe's going to come yep. back in a little bit. We're going to talk some other stuff. Yes, sir. Okay, we're going to take a little break from Joey Cecil. He'll be back later. And we also have Alex Lynch, who's going to be doing a segment for us uh, in this next part. But before we do that, folks, it's almost summer. you got to be ready. And I don't know anyone else that can tell us about being prepared more than Uncle Luigi. Hey, Alphonse, I told you a thousand times, if you're gonna do that, you gotta make sure you put the bolt cutters underneath the padlock, and then you, you oh, hey. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, hey, Alphonse, go get some coffee. Hey, uh, you are uh, Louisville people, how you doing? This is Uncle Luigi again? Hopefully you're having a good time. All you people that support the uh, the Louisville City team and the racing uh, Louisville team. Hey, my nephew asked me to uh, talk to you about the summer because there's a couple things you need to do to make sure when you go to games to be safe. And then I want you to be safe because uh, safety is a good thing, right? You don't want to be unsafe. That'd be bad. Number one, you need to make sure you hydrate. Now, when I say hydrate, that doesn't mean a bottle of wine. You save that for, uh, you know, special occasions. Uh, you meet Loretta after the game and you go out for a little bit of dinner and maybe you dance a little bit and you're walking around and then you go home and, well, anyway, you know what I mean. The whole idea is to make sure you got enough water in you. That water is the H2O. You know, oh, H2O. You know what I'm saying? Please, make sure you got enough water in you. Number two, wear a nice hat. Wear something to protect you from the sun. You know, the sun gets a little hot. This is science. <laughs> right? I'm talking to you about science. The hot sun gets down on your head. You get a sunburn. Maybe you're bald like my nephew. And then you find out you're passed out on the floor. And you don't feel good. Make sure you wear a hat. And then number three. Make sure you get some shade. You know, there's plenty of places at that Lynn Family Stadium. You stand in the shade. Like, for example... I don't want to get caught when I'm doing something maybe other people don't want me to do. I hide. Right? You hide too. Hide from the sun. Pretend the sun is the cops. You don't want the cops to catch you, do you? When you're doing something like uh, maybe taking some, uh, 
you know, taking something from the bank. Maybe you shouldn't have. Now, I never do that myself. I hear other people do that. But anyway, this is Uncle Luigi telling you, make sure you have water. Make sure you have a hat. Use this shade. You all are pretty good. I like you guys. Hey, this is Uncle Luigi. You have a nice, phenomenal week. I like this spot right here. Listen to the guitar. Oh! <laughs> okay, thank you, Uncle Luigi. Safety first. <laughs> All right, let's talk to Alex Lynch. Okay, folks, let's welcome back Alex Lynch to the show. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Joe. Thanks for having me back. Excited to be here. Yeah, man, appreciate you doing this. Uh, uh, we were just talking. you got some big doings coming up here. Yeah, um, as a matter of fact, July 1st, I am getting married. Yeah, man. So... My life's been a little crazy right now, but in a good way, just making all the preparations and, and doing all that. So I'm entering a new phase of life, but it's positive, happy, joyful, and and uh, ready to take that next step. That's awesome, man. And uh, you got a, your honeymoon plan is, again? Uh, Spain. And right. we actually have a little connection to Spain with Louisville City. Yes, we do. You got a you connection yeah. with me because that's where my mother's from. <laughs> That's well. I, I, that's right. That's right. I was thinking more along along, along the lines of uh, Jorge Gonzalez yep. and also Jogo. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, that's right. Your mother is from Spain, yeah, so pretty awesome. Really excited about that. But um, yeah, just life's been crazy in a good way. But um, excited to get our season back underway after a bye week. Excellent, man. So anyway, like I said to you uh, when we spoke, uh, speak about anything you want, and we'll just uh, we'll just take it from there. Go ahead. Yeah, to me, right now, I, I'm glad we had a bye week. It, it allowed us to rest uh, yeah. both physically and mentally. Definitely. Um, kind of a, a mid-season break, if you will. But mm -hmm. overall, with the performance of the team to this point, you know, I'm really happy with how they've been doing performance-wise. Right, they right. made a historic run in the U.S. Uh, Open Cup, mm -hmm. which, you know, USL, had, there was actually even some League One teams that made it that far. Yes, too. there are. Still so, one in it. So t That's right. So mm -hmm. tip of the cap to those teams that are left in it. But mm -hmm. we made a really good historic run. Yep. Um, and actually, I, Nashville, that day, I was at that game, right. and I just read in the Tennessean, um, a few of the players were, were interviewed and quoted about how well Louisville City performs, but right. also the facilities mm -hmm. were MLS better than MLS stadiums that they played in. Right, right. So even MLS organizations have heard and noticed the quality of the club that Louisville City is. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's the midseason, so overall we're doing a pretty good job. I think we're still trying to figure out um, some formations, yeah. trying to compete with the with the opponent's formation, how we're going to attack. Okay. But overall, I give it an eight out of ten, nine yeah, out of man. ten. Um, we're sitting in second place right now, just behind Memphis, mm -hmm. and just on our tail. Uh, I hate them because they're so good as Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you what, we got we got a bit of a gift the last two games with Memphis because. In the last two games, they only got one point, and they were they had two games at hand on us, so That's that was right. a bit of gift. Uh, also, that the I mentioned it in the last podcast. I thought that um, the body language of the team was one that was kind of tired in that in that last match in Tampa Bay. Their body language just wasn't yep. what it normally is. So hopefully, this week off, like you said, um, they definitely could use a, a competitive week off after so many games in such a short time. I totally agree, bro. I absolutely, and I, you know. 
with the competitive soccer, professional competitive soccer uh, athlete, mm-hmm. um, I think I read somewhere a while ago that the average player, midfield or forward, will will run eleven or twelve miles a game. Jeez, I didn't know it was that much. Maybe it is. I mean, I have no idea. So it's just that is it's, it is. It's a grueling physical activity. It is, and when you think about football or basketball, they have time to not run. You right. know, the the play right. stops in football. It's a physical yep. game, but yep. they're not going to run that much. Nope, so mm-hmm. definitely, uh, soccer is an extremely athletic sport, and mm-hmm. you have to have the endurance. And I'm in. And, and again, I'm glad that we had the break just to kind of reset. Right. Um, and then on top of yeah, that, you so, got the you got the summer coming up, so. You need to be rested in June. You need to have some sort of, some sort of recovery because you know July and August are coming, and those are going to be hot months. It's hot now. <laughs> so. I know. We just we just had a heat wave of a you know heat index of 105 three or four days in a row, Jesus. and you know that's that's dangerous weather. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so we ha- we're coming off a break. I think we're going to be uh, energized. Yeah. Um, but also, I guess, kind of a, a mid, uh, mid-season mid check-in with some of the player performances. Okay, so, okay. Um, I'm going to start off with some players that have just dominated and doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, all I'm going to say is just the name Brian Ohm. Yeah, you, there's nothing else to I be I mean, <laughs> can he do anything wrong? Because I, I don't think he can. Yeah, it's been, he's been <laughs> amazing. He's been absolutely amazing. It's, uh, it's great to see him get a long stretch of games where he's relatively healthy. I mean, that's... So yeah. great to see. And I guess this is just my my opinion, but to me, we've got we've got an older team, obviously, and he's part of that group uh, of older players. Yep. But he's actually had one of his best seasons this season. Oh yeah, definitely. And as, he was he was the one player. As, mm-hmm. God, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, just as far as production, and then also being able to participate in the attacks and creating chances, he right. he's the guy. He's the go-to guy. Yeah, I thought him in in the Nashville game that you go back to a couple of weeks ago. I thought him and Winder were the two players you watched that you were like, yeah, they deserve to be out there with those Nashville players. You know, yep. I re- they really struck me as as that good. You know, so yeah, he's been pretty amazing. Yeah. So Brian Ombi absolutely killing it, and. I know I mentioned that he's in that older group, but mm-hmm. don't tell him that because right. he's not playing like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, another player that I think is doing amazing, even though he just came off an injury, Cameron Lancaster. Yes. Looks Cameron, good. I mean, he, he's kind of a legend at this point in this right. club. Um, he, yeah, so he missed the first part of the season, but he's worked his way back up into the starting lineup. and. Mm-hmm. You can tell that his presence is felt. <laughs> right, right. His movement off the ball the last two games was, wasn't bad at all. And that's really what you're looking for. You, you're trying to see his – obviously his fitness level is still going to take some time. It takes about a month before you, from when you start playing. It's four to six weeks from when you start playing after an injury like that to where you can you can go a significant amount of time and look like the player you were before. So exactly. there's nothing that he's done since he came back where you're like, man, that's just not – the old Cameron Lancaster. I mean, they're not getting him the service that they were getting him uh, previously, yep. but, you know, with the exception of the one game that we, we blew out Tulsa, but still he looks good. He, I think he looks fine, man. I agree. Yeah, no, he he's looking fine, and I'm not sure how long his contract is. Mm-hmm. I know he signed a multiple-year deal when he signed back with Louisville City from right. Nashville, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm hoping I I understand that that contract may be up this year or next year. Right. But considering how healthy, he, I'm hoping that he'll stay, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's still sharp, 
that he may stay on for another contract cycle, but that remains to be seen. Yeah, and that's um, part of this cycle. We've talked about this before in here too, where you know they 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 cycled out a couple of the older players last year. You're going to see more of that next year. I really think next year. You know, I hate to project already, but I think it's going to be there are going to be some big changes next year. I think. Uh, you know, it's just time. You know, some of these guys are a little older, and that's just the way it goes. But no, he looks sharp. I think he looks fine. You know, he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of, of younger players, mm-hmm. his protege, Wilson Harris, yeah. has, has not only <laughs> risen to the occasion, but mm-hmm. he's made a name for himself. Yeah, he's doing fine. He's doing more than fine. Totally. Wilson weird. Harris. Yeah, doing very well. Now, I do kind of want to talk about some players that I've noticed some changes. Okay. Um, not necessarily negative or bad, but just the different style of play okay, okay. and maybe even different role on the field. Okay. So I'm going to zoom in on Corbin Bone. All right. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So to me, last season, Corbin Bone had more of an attacking style role mm-hmm. and even even a distributor from, from the wing. Right. He, he could cross it. He could also one-touch it into the goal. Mm-hmm. Now, this season – it seems to me that he's he's laying back more in the midfield okay. and he's not getting it much on the attack. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm not sure if that's him slowing down on purpose or if that's coach related or strategy related. That's that's interesting because yeah, all of his all of his offensive numbers I mean there there's not many uh as compared and you're mentioning that compared to last season or you know the last couple seasons. I had you right. know you know he's he hasn't been as he hasn't been as as um, obvious on offense. That's a good. That's a really good observation because I hadn't thought a ton about him. I mean, his consistency is is so important. And oh, uh, absolutely. You know, so mm-hmm. he's he's basically Corbin Bone is one of the unspoken, unsung heroes. Oh, totally. When we get an attack going, mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to get it to Brian Omby. Brian Omby will take it down the wing. Yep. He'll cross it into either Cameron Lancaster or Wilson Harris, right, right. and then we'll get a goal. Mm-hmm. So it really starts with Corbin Bone. Right. Right. Definitely. That's, that's a good observation. It's, you know, yeah, and then and another player which I find to have maybe switched up roles is, I mentioned his name earlier, is Jorge Gonzalez. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, we've talked about him at length on here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially so, the last three, four weeks. Yep. Yeah, and, and so last year um, he definitely – was, he had this almost fearlessness to him of taking the ball down the wing and yep. taking the defense on one-to-one. Absolutely. And, and even shake, shake and bake, and then he would either cross or not be afraid to shoot and score. He actually right. had goals last year. Yep, yep. But this year there's something a bit different mm-hmm. because um, he's not he's not dribbling the ball down into the zone as much. Right. And it's he's more of a, a long passer now, which I think mm-hmm. is interesting. And I'm not sure if that's him or... Or again, if that was part of the strategy with the coaching, right? But no, we've talked about that. You know, starting, starting about four, right before this last stretch of games, five games, it was really obvious that he was no longer doing exactly what you were doing. You know, do, you know, bombing down a wing, um, and he's much more centrally lo- located. It seems, and I think yep. it's, I think it's helped him. I mean, I think he's his improvement over the last five games from say the first eight or nine is is is, it's obvious. And, um, you know, he's playing into a new role. You know, I, I we always talked, I mean, on this show, we talked about him being up top. They tried him a couple times this year up there. You know, didn't have the effect that maybe we thought he might have. Uh, certainly that I thought he would have because, that you know, that was when he came over here two years ago, that was his thing. I mean, he, he poured exactly. in a ton of goals. Exactly. So, no, I, I think, um, you know, I think he settled in pretty well uh, in that position. You know, the things the things where we have lost in the last couple of games weren't specifically – 
due to him not doing his his job. Whereas earlier in the season, even though we were winning, we were like, you know, we can get a little more out of this, you know. So yeah, I totally right, get that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I thought those were were interesting, is because you know, as a season ticket holder and a pretty big fan, and I, I follow the team and right. I watch them, I go to games and I and I know who the players are and their style of play and the formations. Mm-hmm. Those were some things that just kind of stuck out as far as roles and then also uh, formations. Right. Um, right. And even speaking of formations, I've noticed that in the past four or five games, we've actually utilized a a three defensive back plus like a five five midfield and maybe like a three three forward, which was kind of bizarre because we almost go always with a four back. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. it's just interesting that there's a lot of differences this year compared to last year. Mm-hmm. And I think I still think they were mixing and matching matching. You know, they've got yeah, this yeah. is the time of season to, to check that out. And I mean, us not making the playoffs is not, a, you know, that we will make the playoffs. I and mean, we're two games out of first again. So, yeah. um, you know, with with all the all the games made up now. So we're pretty much on an even keel the rest of the way. Um, you know, a couple of things that I notice is when Perez isn't in the lineup either, either. It's a little different. He's been he's been uh, you want to talk about attacking on a wing on the right. I mean, oh, he's, he's, he's a done, beast. Yeah, he's done some good work this year. He's really done some good work. Um, yep. you know, Paulo's been fairly consistent. Um, you know, Niall coming in this year healthier or when he was yep. healthy after, um, after whatever he was going through. I mean, I thought he looks particularly sharp, certainly in the first few games he came back, you know, that little bit Absolutely. of a, this little bit of a lull, you know, it, it you know, the, the, the Tampa Bay was disconcerting, but like I said, you know, you go back and look at it, watch their body language. It just doesn't feel right. I wonder if the, I wonder if the day off that weird travel deal which was stupid. <laughs> I know. Tampa Bay having to delay it because they, yeah. they couldn't get back in time or something. Yeah. What do you think about, yeah. let me ask you a question about, you know, you said you were seeing, how long have you been a season ticket holder? How long have you been going to games again? Year one, day one. Excellent. Matt Fondy right. and Brian Burke. Golly. That was a couple of names that you missed. <laughs> Brian Burke, man, when poor guy got hurt, he was really solid. Um, do you think, uh, do you think the engagement at the, look, Slugger was a very close, tight environment, and it was raw. Yeah. You know, it was raw. It was, it was us playing on a baseball field. We're in this beautiful facility. One of the things playing drums at the games, it's not the same for us. Not that it's bad. I don't want to think we, we think it's bad. It's because there's a separation from the wall, and, you know, we're in that little bit of a pit, and, you know, all the supporters are above us. It's a little hard to hear sometimes how, in, how intense it gets. Tell me about what you think the volume and the engagement now versus wherever you were. Where did you sit at Slugger? Did you sit all over the place? Did you generally have a certain? So I I did sit all over the place. Right, my okay. season ticket, I forgot where I actually got my tickets because mm-hmm. before the last season, you could sit anywhere and they right. wouldn't care. Right, right. So right. typically I would actually go up to the second floor. You could actually get a little bit more of a better vantage point. Right, and sometimes right. I would even sit above the supporter section. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, in terms of, of volume and engagement, um, I actually think it's better at Lynn Family Stadium than it is at Slugger. Okay, okay. Um, and I have a bit of a history with sound engineering and acoustics. Oh, right, um, right. So I think the sound carries much better in Lynn Family than it does at Slugger mm-hmm. because the the building and the bleachers are designed to help Absolutely. keep the noise in. Absolutely. Um, and so that in when I'm sitting, I'm in section 204 at Lynn Family Stadium. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're on the 
the home side, I'm just to the left of the midfield line, okay. so I'm technically a little bit further away. But I can hear the, I can definitely hear the supporter section when they're going, and when right. they're when they're going, they're going. Right. We talked about this when they were building the stadium. The the aluminum is is a blessing and a curse. I mean that, that aluminum reflects sound. You know, it's like off of glass practically. But yeah. you know, but the problem is, is the heat. And the the when you know come July when it's ninety something degrees, I've, I've nicknamed it the frying pan, and uh, oh my, yeah. it, it's pretty hot. I'm wondering if if it's the same thing where you're sitting, you know, you just said you're sitting on the home side just to the left of midfield, um, or center field, right? I guess the center field line. Yeah. And uh, yep. what's so what's that like? What's the what's the temperature and the weather like for you? So typically, so I'm sitting under cover. I'm sitting up a little bit ways, and we're sitting pretty much right next to the players who aren't dressing or, or injured. I can okay. just look over my shoulder and see who's, who's not playing or dressing. Okay. But, um, the temperature, it gets sticky. Okay. It does. Right. right. Um, and the reason why is because when it's just a very light breeze or there's no wind at all, right. The air just sits there. Yeah, man. I mean, just like the smoke bombs, whenever we get a goal, right. the smoke will just sit there too. <laughs> it's true. So it gets a bit <laughs> sticky. Um, but yeah, I think April and then later on in the season, probably September-ish, is mm-hmm. probably the most comfortable outside. Right. <laughs> and I think you'll probably back me up on that. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, it just leads me to the final thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is if the women's USL league, they're 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 um, I think they're calling it Super League. If the yep. USL league, which they're going to be putting on the European calendar, works, I think it's a matter of time before they do it with the championship. I I really think that. Um, and because I think alleviating some of these issues with the heat um, actually would be beneficial to us because, like I said, come July and August when we wouldn't be playing now, we would you know the league would probably end sometime in March or April, um, right. you know, or maybe even well May. I think it would be, and actually end in May. But the 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 the, the that ninety something degree weather, man, I don't know. I understand the challenges of doing it over the winter, and we've talked about. Actually, I think we've talked about this. Where yeah, we have talked about that a few times. Yeah, so I'm I, all for it, mm-hmm. and I think generally speaking, uh, the players definitely have to be for it, just from yeah. a safety and comfort standpoint totally because agree. of the heat. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting you're bringing up about the Euro calendar mm-hmm. with the league because I saw, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, mm-hmm. that MLS signed a 10 year game yes. agreement yep with apple tv yep now that's that doesn't have a direct effect with the usl but with the way edwards has grown and strategized this league to yep. be a real player in the soccer landscape yep. i know for a fact that he's having conversations with the board of directors of the usl about mm-hmm. calling espn or the network saying hey yep. i understand you're not going to be showing mls games anymore right, right. let's sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. yeah i i think that there's no doubt that this league the next step for this league next big step there's three steps one of them is is the uh, one of them obviously is of the eventual decision on promotion relegation all right the second the it's second agreed. absolutely the, the second one would be the schedule but the third one is is a national TV contract. That is the third big thing that this league needs, and I totally agree with you. Now with this, there's a there's a space, there's a void that needs to be filled. Um, Amen. I don't see Amen. how I don't see how we they wouldn't take it. You know, I mean, it's 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 not like ESPN is is going to push away programming. <laughs> you know, there's, no, there's so no. many sports, and you've got you know soccer being in such in in the ascent as far as as its popularity is concerned. I totally hear that, man. I would love to see it, of course. 
But it would be, I think it would be great just a matter of finding a sponsor, finding a national sponsor like a Budweiser or somebody, because that's what it's going to take, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, if, if the USL does get a national TV contract, mm-hmm. that would also affect the players with with their pay, their salaries, yes. but also the length of the contracts. Absolutely. That would be much longer. So overall, it would be a better experience, not only from the business side, but from a player side, you know, even from a fan, for right. fans, they get to see their favorite players for longer. Right. Absolutely. So I'm all for it. And I hope that they have the conversations with the networks about uh, getting a national TV contract, and I think I read that um, the the networks were going to offer Apple ninety million dollars when they were asking for three hundred million. Yeah. So I'm not saying that USL means ninety million dollars, no, obviously. No. But even a let's say average, let's just say forty or fifty million. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think that's doable, and I think that would take the league a lot further. Dude, I think if if they got a third of that. I mean, 20, so, yeah. you know, I mean, tw- even you get down to 10, 15, 20 million, you know, for a full yep. season, that that's a massive step in the right direction. So, you know, agreed. and then agreed. As, as more facilities are ramped up and more teams coming in, because we have a couple new ones coming in next year, um, yep. you know, plus the visibility of a couple teams like ourselves, you know, Phoenix, uh, you know, Detroit has a real good following, you know, yeah, man, I, I totally hear that. I think that there's a, there, there's a void to be filled and I could see that happen, bro. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting that it's happening, you know, right at the end of the contract for MLS with their current uh, TV contract. So the new TV contract with Apple takes place or starts in 23. Right. So all of this is kind of happening soon, but mm-hmm. with the way that the USL is growing, things are also going to happen soon for the USL. And that's, you know, like you said, with the women going to the uh, trying out the Euro calendar, mm-hmm. eventually it'll make it to, to the USL men's side, right. promotion, relegation, and then maybe even a national TV contract. That would um, be awesome. I'm excited for it, man. It's, it's Me too. the mid-season. We're doing well. Things mm-hmm. are happening. It's a good time to be a Louisville City fan. It's always, <laughs> it's always fun when something's grown, when something's starting. You know, it still has a freshness to it. There's something fun it about does. it, you know? As opposed yep, to the stale old league, you know, season 184 of, of Major League Baseball, you know, whatever the hell it is, I don't even know what it is anymore. Man, so. and plus, I've read recently that the I think it was Oakland, mm-hmm. their attendance for one of their bigger games mm-hmm. was I think it was seven thousand. Yeah, man. And then a high school baseball game in Texas had an attendance of nine or ten thousand. Right, and that's are you are you talking about the Oakland soccer team or the baseball team now? I'm sorry, excuse me, the baseball the baseball team. team. Baseball yeah, team. I saw that where they're they're struggling to get five thousand people in the building now because of whatever contract problems they were having. The Reds were struggling getting people in there, and we're we're we're, we're averaging more. We're actually averaging more than than the A's are, which is which yeah. is just it's you would have never even now. Granted, a lot of that has to do with what their their situation over there. They're probably moving the team to Vegas, but right. it's still. It's still amazing to consider that some of the some of the um, average numbers and stuff like that going up, and it's not just us; it's other teams as well. I mean, I was watching a game uh, against uh, it was just a couple, was it last night or the no the night before with Hartford and Memphis, and Hartford's been struggling. They had a nice crowd, you know, and we need yeah. that. We need the t- we need the Hartfords and the yep. Charlestons and those teams of this league to start pulling, you know, consistently in in the the mid to high thousands. You know what I'm saying? Consistently, that's exactly. the next, because that's going to push a TV contract too. So, a- uh, amen, amen. Yeah, I mean, we're Louisville City has always led the way with attendance. Right. That Sacramento, Phoenix has done well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, Detroit does well. Um, but we're, we're always at the front of the pack. Right. And if we could get some other, I would say a handful of other clubs, five or six clubs to start pulling between five and 8,000 average yep. plus some bigger games for bigger, bigger numbers, that yep. would really help negotiate a TV contract. Yeah, You're man, absolutely to, right. To put a bow on that, there's a, that Wednesday game coming up, that Wednesday night game against Phoenix, which is going to be on ESPN, as I understand. Yep. That's going to yep. be a big one. All right. Anything else you want to do? Um, no, man, I, I, I always love coming on here. I always love talking about the club and Absolutely. the culture, the league. And I just really enjoy talking to you, man. Yes, I, same you here. Know, thanks again for having me. Anytime, Alex. And I, like I said, hopefully, first of all, enjoy your honeymoon. Um, it, and, and congratulations to you. And, and I've never met either you or your fiance. I'm looking forward to doing that real soon. And, um, Absolutely. We're going to have to change that. Yeah, man. And then uh, uh, when you get back from your honeymoon, we're going to have a uh, honeymoon show. And you're going to tell me how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. All right, bro. You have a good one, right. and I will talk to you later, Joe. All right? All right, pal. Ladies and gentlemen, right. Alex Alex Lynch. Thanks, pal. All right, man. Alex Lynch, really appreciate him being a part of this show. And as I've said several times before, if you would like to be a part of it, please just shoot me a message. I would love to add you in. Anyway, before we get on to the second segment with Joey Cecil, have a little bit of an idea. Maybe you can help out with this. Not sure what we can do, but here it is. Last week, uh, before the racing game, Ken Luther and I, uh, we hooked up and, you know, he brought some of his DJ stuff. I brought my speakers and uh, we connected it to, it's not the Batmobile, but it might as well be. I'm not sure what we should call it. Ken's done a great job putting that whole thing together. Um, and we played some music um, and it was great. Everybody had a good time. People danced and so on and so forth. So the whole idea is at some event before uh, the end of the season, but not while it's so hot, maybe do a fundraiser. But the whole thing is, is that try and let everybody know about it so even if you don't park in the lot or maybe you're not part of a supporter group this is not a supporter group thing this has nothing to do with supporter groups hopefully they will all endorse it but the whole idea is to have a fundraiser for a specific organization or whatever um and everybody just have a little bit of a dance maybe karaoke i don't know what it is before the game maybe afterwards as well what do you think what ideas do you have that might be able to make that happen because what we're trying to do is do more communal events bring community together right that's the whole idea nothing to do once again you be part of whatever supportive group you want to be a part of and that's wonderful so if you have any ideas whatsoever please let us know shoot me a message on facebook or shoot me a message on twitter and let's have some fun man jeez louise the more fun we have, the better life is, I think. <laughs> because fun is good. There you go. We're going to make this music go away. Uh, there you go. All right. Anyway, hopefully you have an idea, and I would love to hear from you. Would really appreciate it. Anyway, here we go with the second part of the show of Joey Cecil. All right. Segment number three, actually, because I want to thank Alex for being part of the show. Joey's back to talk some more soccer stuff. Joey, what do you got? So, uh, with our time of recording being Friday night, we got to hear the World Cup host cities for 2026 come out. Yes, we did. Uh, you have 11 <laughs> that are American-based, American three Mexico and two Canadian. Right. Um, I'll go over the list real quick just for those who are you know uninformed. We had uh, – it's New Jersey. Quit yeah. saying New York. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's I'm, Jersey. I'm jumping in right now. Don Garber, I don't think he's ever used the word New Jersey. To hear FIFA – 
And to hear FIFA say Jersey, New York and New Jersey, I ain't going to yeah. lie. I cheered. <laughs> you should. Let's be honest. Yeah, MetLife Stadium. Hold on. Checking GPS, checking Google Maps. Right. Oh, it's in New Jersey. It's in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And, Jersey. You know, they played games there in 94. Oh. But it's a potential. You know what? Go ahead. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Yeah. Uh, L.A., Dallas. I'm going to pronounce this correctly. Santa Clara, not San Francisco. <laughs> Miami, Atlanta, Seattle, Houston, Philly, KC, Boston for America, Mexico City, Monterey, and Guadalajara for Mexico, and Toronto and Vancouver for Canada. Really surprised Tijuana didn't get a shout for Mexico. Um, you know, no Rose Bowl, no Rose Bowl this time around. Um, kind of surprising. Uh, also very surprising. No Vegas, no Chicago, no Phoenix. Here's the thing that surprised me. Let me let me do one of those because I have three things I want to talk about. And that's the first one. I'm really surprised Vegas wasn't a, a, a they didn't even consider it because when you think about how much money you can generate in Vegas, when how easy it is to run an event there because all their money comes from people jumping in from gambling. So you yeah. don't have to take yeah. any money. Like their stadium, the new football stadium, was built by. What they did was they literally just raised the hotel tax $1. That paid for the entire facility, right? So when you talk about San Francisco getting, or Santa Clara getting a game. There you go. Right? There you go. <laughs> when you think, that, for, 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 by the way, real quick, for the uninformed, Levi Stadium where the 49ers play right. is like 30 miles away from San Francisco. Yeah, so they're playing in Santa Clara. It's in Santa Clara. Right. But continue with Vegas. <laughs> it would just, it seemed like a natural, um, the only other well, thing. And it fits with FIFA's corrupt right. re reputation. Exactly. Exactly. The Sin City. Let's do this. Right, 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 right. And then, you know, you know, you know bummer for Cincinnati. <laughs> Well, you know, you know. Uh, f real quick fun fact, Azteca, be the first stadium to host three World Cups. Wow, that is pretty cool. That's cool. Right. That is cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, I'm kind of disappointed our nation's capital doesn't Dude, have a role in this in any way. That was my biggest thing. That's literally you my know? biggest point. And they even talked about having a fan fest on the National Mall. Mm. How cool that could have been. been. Phenomenal. I you just, know, the, apparently the, it's just so disappointing. Apparently, our nation's capital doesn't have a fit facility. I tried to look back and see when the last time a nation's capital didn't host games. I, dude, I couldn't find. Oh, one. don't please I, don't please I, don't. <laughs> it's already disappointing enough. And it's a big. Um, this is a big hit for Baltimore too, because Baltimore is yeah. is just jonesing for an MLS franchise. And yeah. this is gonna this is gonna hurt them. This is really well, gonna well, hurt them. Their problem was they had to shift to MNT Bank Stadium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, right? Because Landover and FedEx Field is such a nightmare. Right. Um, they couldn't host. Right, right, right. So that whole bid for them was a was a, a a doomed from the start. It seemed like. Yeah. So I mean, that was. Weird. Um, you know, closest for the locals looks to be Atlanta. Yep. You know, if you want a game, Kansas um, City. Kansas City too, uh, or no? Well, I, I'm I've trying made to remember. the treks. I've made the treks to Philly and KC before for okay. soccer matches. Okay. 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 Um, they're not easy. They're not bad. Those were both driving though. I didn't fly. Right. Not bad. Right. Uh, Atlanta's doable. Um, but how, so how hot is it going to be in Kansas? Well, City? no, Atlanta's going to be at the Mercedes-Benz Dome or whatever right. it's called. No, I mean Kansas City. How hot is it going to be? Oh, nightmare. Oh, nightmare. Gosh. When I was there for the Gold Ooh. Cup for USA versus Panama, yeah, we went, because that, that, that game's going to be at Arrowhead, mm -hmm. the World Cup game. Yep. We went to a Royals game the day before. Mm -hmm. That is nothing but asphalt out there. Yeah, man, it's going to be It hot. is hot. 
<laughs> it's going to be hot there. It's going to be hot. Uh, so, mm. anything else to add on our, our World Cup host cities? I yeah, mean, man. Yeah, man. It's slowly but surely becoming a reality. Yeah, and I'm telling you what, two things. Number one, being a kid and bike riding over to the Meadowlands, and now they potentially may host the, the World Cup final. It just, it's emotional for me because, it should be. you know, that's, that's, we grew up with that when there was no game and nobody cared unless you lived in specific parts of the country and very localized part of the parts of the country. So to see the potential, because looking online, apparently they have uh, an inside track at hosting the final at MetLife. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I've got a, We talked about this. I've got a dark horse now for the final. I, I, I Miami. I really think that there's a yeah. real yeah. potential that they'll play the final in Miami because it is a cultural hub now. Yeah. You know, so is New York and New Jersey. I'm not saying it's not. But there's something, you know, Miami has a new vibe to it over the last 10 years. It did not have over a Boston or even a Los Angeles. But I, there's something about Miami. And when you talk about a fan fest, you just mentioned the one on the, you know, that would have been amazing. What you just talked about was amazing. But imagine a fan fest on South Beach. I mean, people will pay a lot of money to do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's South Beach, man. It is South Beach. It's Pitbull, you know. It's Gloria Stefan. It's it's these all these performers that have made their bones in that part of the world. And I'm telling you, it, I I'll would just say this. Also, don't underestimate Jerry Jones and his money. Yeah, Dallas. Oh, that and that's the best facility of all of them. That that football stadium is sick, sick. Yeah, how beautiful that place is. So, but it's don't Dallas, underestimate that. It's Dallas, and it doesn't have much. You know, if I'm gonna play a game someplace. And it's in the United States, and I have the opportunity. I'm going to the ocean. I'm going to the ocean. Right. You know. So, but no, I, I would not be. There's several of them. I wouldn't be surprised at. I, you know. So, but no, I, you know, I really think that people should start paying it as a dark horse. Miami might be a place for the final. Sure. That's so, what I got. Uh, some other big news came out. Devin Kerr teased us with huge news that would affect every USL club long term. <laughs> you and I were thinking sponsorship, yeah, pro rail, international calendar. Absolutely. No. And it turned out to be maybe a bit of an oversell. Yes, it was. It was it um, was an oversell. It was. It was. You know, and I like the Devin, news came but... you know, the news was Orange County uh, had agreed to transfer eighteen year old American center back Kobe Henry mm. to Stade de Rams and yeah. League One for a USL record fee. Yeah, man. Uh, believed to be, some people were saying seven figures, but ESPN reported seven hundred thousand. Yeah, uh, it is still a league record, uh, and an, a young player moving on back to back years now. An American team has made a huge jump overseas. Yep, you know, last year being Jogo, this year being Kobe. Right. Uh, potentially next year too. Right. With Josh. Oh, there's no doubt. He's you know? definitely going to get a call from somebody. There's no doubt. So uh, I think this, this this was great news. I think it's USL showing it as a pathway for young players. Right. And that's- great for the league. Great for American soccer. Um, have to think also these young guys are going to get more playing time in the USL mm. than MLS. And that's the thing. It's just as the facilities continue to grow, as we continue to get new teams, this is a side path because, you know, the MLS thing is so glutted. It is such a behemoth that if you're looking to pl- if you're looking to break out, why wouldn't you play on a team like you know Winder playing here in Louisville City? It, it's it's a place where you can shine. It's a place where you can you know you can people can see you where you don't get buried in all of the insanity that MLS is with trying sure. to get playing time. And well, and you're not up against a Giorgio Chiellini getting brought in. Exactly, we talked about that last week. That's absolutely correct. You're, and you're not you, you know. know you're not you're you're not having to market yourself 
because that's part of the MLS thing. I remember a couple of years ago when we were doing the beach balls and bourbons thing, you know, Sean Reynolds was on and talking about something that made a lot of sense. And that was, you know, you've got to have a promoter. This is almost like MMA, you know, in MLS, yeah. and, you know, you, yeah. you need a promoter where in, in any other sport, nah, your talent, like in the NFL, college football, baseball, your talent shines through the players that can play. But here in this country, it's, it's, it's who, you know, sometimes. And, you know, True. that's why I you think, know. you know, this this will continue to grow uh, and, and players getting an opportunity. And then we also talked about European players who, who may want to kick to start their careers who are more than capable of second division in the United States coming over here, too. So, yeah, it's a great thing. It is a great thing. It is a great thing. You know, you know speaking of MLS, they announced their new TV deal, mm. a 10-year deal with Apple TV worth about $2.5 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, all MLS and quote leagues cups matches will be called in English and Spanish while games involving Canadian teams will also be available in French. Yep. Um, Joe, I know you're, you're using this to further, I'm just going to call it a conspiracy right now. <laughs> yes, it is kind of that MLS and Liga MX will be joining forces at some point. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, I think it is also very interesting that this is a, on a streaming platform, right? Right and not technically TV. Right. Um, I'd be interested to see what other offers they had. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a big money ish deal, but like now you got to download something else. Right, and that's that's it's a calculated risk, I think, and I think all of it hinges, Joey. I really and I said it is a, it is a conspiracy. There's no real. Well, here's here's what we do know. Okay, here's what we do know. Number one, a deal was made several years ago to play. To, to play the World Cup across a continent, all right? We know that happened. That's number one. Number two, when you look at the valuation of Mexican teams and then United, and teams in MLS, my research, the, the most valuable team in Mexico right now is Monterrey. They're valued at about $95 million. That's the most valuable team in Mexico. The team with the lowest value in MLS is... The, is the Rockies, uh, Colorado. They're valued at somewhere around $370 million. So to put that in perspective, the top-valued team in Mexico is worth 25% of the lowest-valued team in MLS. All right, let's put that aside for a second. Now, you know for a fact, we've looked at TV ratings, we've looked at streaming, the ratings the best you can. The The Mexican League within the, the, the United States, within our borders... The uh, Mexican League, Liga MX, draws about four times the viewership that we do here. Okay? So why wouldn't Garber want those want those viewers? Why wouldn't Garber want 10 million new fans if they can pull six teams from that league? At the same time, why wouldn't a, co- a consortium of Mexican owners say, you know what, we'll come to your league. We're not paying $300 million for a franchise because we're giving you 10 million new fans. You don't have 10 million fans in the United States. You don't have 2 million fans in the United States. We're giving you 10 million fans. We're going to do something about this franchise. Dude, it's coming. It's coming. I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I just, and then you have this, yeah. the expanded well, leagues cup. You know what expanded leagues cup means? It's going to be a tournament between the two leagues and eventually they're going to have a competitive partnership. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, it's coming. It's, I, yeah. I, I don't see how you couldn't. It's, it's good for everybody. Only thing, the only thing that concerns me is the Liga MX teams that get left behind. I agree. hundred percent. You know, I wonder if they start their own 
you know, renegade league or whatever. But for those in the uninformed, a lot of soccer in Mexico dictated by the cartels in the underground world. That's right. And no one's going to want to get left behind when there's dollars on the table. Which makes you wonder, (laughs) I hate to say this out loud, but it makes you wonder, because FIFA, look, we know who they've gotten in bed with. Who's hosting the next World Cup? Okay. Mm. We know who, who they get in bed with in order to make as much money as they can. Yeah. This is all about money. This is all about, oh, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, if, and FIFA stands to make generational wealth money with a North, a North American continental league. They stand to make, cause now they have something that, that literally now you have something that can compete with Europe. Okay. So they stand to make an insane amount of money doing this. So, just follow the breadcrumbs. Like I said, well, we're, we're not talking you know, about aliens or anything. This is literally something that I think is going to happen. I, I, I got I got news for you, Joe, leading into my exaggerations. Yes, sir. Doesn't matter. MLS is done. US, USL has <laughs> sold a player for $700,000. Fold your tents. MLS is done. Fold your tents. Hey, uh, hey, hey, San Devin, Jose Devin Earthshakers. <laughs> Devin Kerr, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. MLS is finished. We're selling kids. Oh, my gosh. Dun, 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 uh, dun. Speaking Speaking of other things, mm. um, you know, how does the World Cup pass up on soccer hotbeds like Indy, Cincinnati, and Nashville? <laughs> I don't know how. I'm a little surprised well, you know, they, they passed on Nashville, to be honest with you. I'm eh, a little surprised because that's become... You really you really want non-Americans hanging out in Nashville, Joe? Well, that's... That's that, how bad things happen. No, no. How bad I'm things not, happen. No, let's move on. What's your next one? <laughs> on that note, on that note... No. On that note, tear down Lynn Family Stadium. Hell, restart the city of Louisville. How do we not get a bid? Oh How do we God. not get a bid? Restart. Really? We could. They could. Restart. They, they could have went to what's a Fort Street Life. <laughs> restart it. Uh, Coach Kim has it figured out. If you slowly remove everyone from the roster until no one is left, if no one is left, then you cannot play. If you cannot play, you cannot lose. Right there, you go. See, there's. He's see, got it figured out. That's logical. Uh, you know. <laughs> With my caps over the year in gold during the Black Sheep's uh, Wool Cup indoor tournament for the Black Sheep and for AO Louisville, mm-hmm. I'm submitting my resume to USA Soccer since apparently caps in goal is not a need for selection huh. based off our goalkeeper issues. I've got just as many caps as anybody else. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, Jesus Ferreira is the greatest striker in American history. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of against, that, my against Twitter Grenada is, ma- is against Grenada. My is. Twitter is magic. If you all didn't know. I criticized Jesus Ferreira and his lack of finishing, and then he goes out and scores four goals. If you all would like me to criticize someone else in your favorite team or area, I accept <laughs> cash, PayPal, and other forms of payment. Um, I believe uh, jo- jo- one, of my friends, jo- one of my friends, Jordan Donagus, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly or not, he mm-hmm. tweeted at me, uh, you know, what about the center back and goalkeeper issues? And I said, I am now hate-tweeting Miles Robinson's Achilles. Uh, <laughs> And I'm tweeting at Tim Howard. Oh my gosh! Uh, so there, there are your exaggerations for the week. Uh, you know, Racing Louisville is literally about to kick off. Yeah, they're about to uh, in a couple minutes, mm-hmm. and then we've got Louisville City tomorrow night slash tonight. Yes, sir. Whenever you're listening to this. Yep. And uh, uh, so, Joe. Yeah, man. Anything else? Nashville's a wonderful city. It's an inviting place. It's also the bachelorette capital of the world, and yeah, we man. don't need we don't need international players getting confused at why there are so many drunk drunk women <laughs> roaming well, we around Broadway. Use, we could, we could, well, speaking for somebody that wouldn't have a problem with meeting a drunk woman, I'll move on. So, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you know what? They get hey, Joe, they get to experience Kansas City and all the glory that's there too, and they get to get cussed at and find out all the so English pronunciations of the Northeast. Golly, it's going to be hot. Damn, I'll tell you. But they, anyway, they they got to figure out how to uh, what what the difference is between uh, a instrument that starts a car and a type of pant that is beige. Uh, they got to figure that out in Boston. Yeah, right, right, uh, you right. know, khakis and khakis and khakis. Um, <laughs> Khaki. They'll have enough. They'll have enough entertainment elsewhere that Nashville wasn't needed. Pack the car. You know, <laughs> they get to they get to go experience the nothingness that is Santa Clara, dude. I, I've been middle there. of nowhere, just oh, like yeah. Miami. You know, Hard Rock Stadium, twenty miles north of Miami. I was a little middle surprised. of nowhere. I was even surprised that they got a game. To be honest with you, I really was. I was a little surprised that San Francisco got it, but they got it. Good for them. Man, you got to have West Coast outside of L.A., mm-hmm. and they didn't pick Phoenix. Denver's a nice place. So anyway, that's yeah. all I got, pal. That's all I got as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Joey Cecil, once again, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you uh, being a part Thank of Thank you. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. I want to thank Joey Cecil once again for his invaluable contribution. He always did a wonderful job. And I want to thank Alex Lynch for joining in as well again. Always looking for special guests. If you all want to be a part of the show, just send me a message. I would love to have you. We'll work it out. And we've got some more coming up. Um, I want to thank you all for the kind words, the compliments, the suggestions. We're, we'll continue to try and do our best to get them in. We are on Amazon, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify, episode 37. Holy crap. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, and share, share the love. It's a damn it, share the love. Damn it. <laughs> episode 37 and I turned 57 on Monday. Holy shit. <laughs> In my head, I'm still a teenager. Ah, but time marches on, man. That's why I'm so adamant about telling people, folks, focus on the good things. Please. Because that's how you change the world. You don't change the world through politicians, and you don't change the world through Twitter posts and stuff like that. You change the world through interpersonal relationships where you're looking somebody in the eye and you tell them you care. And even if you don't say it out loud, they know it. Even if you don't agree with them on things or whatever. Gosh, I love doing the show and I love talking to you. Hopefully you're enjoying this, right? On some level. And hopefully... Uh, whatever you're doing in your world has nothing to do with political alignments or has nothing to do with things that people who are getting paid a lot of money to divide us are successful at. <laughs> Just be good, man. Be kind. That's the way you change the world. Yeah, man. Anyway. We're going to be back next week with another amazingly wonderful show. <laughs> I hope. Gosh, I love you. Whoever you are. Just share it. That's all. We'll get through this. We'll get through whatever's going on. My name is Joseph Val. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast. Hope you have had a wonderful time listening to the show. Hopefully you'll come out tomorrow night. Or tonight, actually. <laughs> to the stadium and watch Lou City. Hopefully we'll get a big win. 
You are awesome. Thank you. I love you. Talk to you soon.